Hey there, Ruby fans. Welcome to another edition of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we're talking about Volume 4, Episodes 11 and 12, Taking Control and No Safe Haven. Guys, it's the end of the season, and we have so much to talk about. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I don't know about you guys. I'm going to be so sad to have this theme go when we go to next season. It's not on your iPod? I I mean, I I have the song, but I mean, like, this opening, this intro, we're we're losing it after this season. I will be excited to see what they come up with next season, though, because... They've all been amazing. That's very true. That's very true. The openings keep getting better and better, just like the show keeps getting better and better. Yep. Hello, Ruby fans. Welcome to another episode of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we are talking about the last two episodes in this volume, episodes 11 and 12, Taking Control and No Safe Haven. Let's not waste any time. Let me go ahead and introduce our fantastic panel. To my left, Mark Donica. Hello, I'm the Earth Mark B. Donica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. I'm excited to talk about these last couple episodes. I rewatched the finale just uh, uh, just ago, um, and I've been in the ru- I've been in a Ruby space for like the past week since. Uh, since the finale, yeah, and um, I, we're gonna we're gonna mention a few like your interview a little bit. Oh uh, so. yeah, it's a whole so bunch good. of fun these past couple of days. To my left, not Patrick Dees because he's not picking up his phone. We hope he's okay. He's not responding to his phone, but hopefully, if he's late, we have a spot for him. But next to where he's supposed to be, the wonderful Kitty Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on the social medias at Kiaje. That is K I A X E T. And running this crazy train, Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you can tweet at me at the Mangwin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. We are also going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag R W B Y A B T V because it is the best hashtag that AfterBuzz has, uh, and it was also the first, so that's why the letters are reversed. And I believe Katie's <laughs> got her eye on the live chat. I do, I do. And great. So yeah, chat please. is very happy about Mark's mic. <laughs> and no says idea. hello to all of us. Isn't no idea so what they're cute? talking about. <laughs> I'd do it. There is that from your own. Boxing earlier this uh, yeah, week? we'll talk about that at the end. Oh, but, okay, yeah. great. Um, something I want to go ahead and point out, just because people, I'm sure, are probably going to be wondering about it. We also have these lovely shot glasses here, filled with Writer's Tears, which is the whiskey of choice of the, it's the kind Ruby of the official whiskey of Ruby. Is writing. it the, the unofficial official? <laughs> isn't it something all, like? That. Isn't it all of Rooster Teeth because of Red versus Blue as well? No, it's specifically been given to the Ruby writers okay. by Farley. Hi, Farley. I Hi, don't Farley. think she's watching right now because it's Ireland, and therefore it's the middle I of the night. I would be very night. concerned if she was watching live right now. But she has a habit of bringing a bottle of Writer's Tears to the writers at every RTX. So Miles and Carrie benefit from that, and then usually tweet about how it's two-thirds of the way gone, and they're only through episode two. So, <laughs> yeah, sure, no. I'm sure they went through like an entire giant bottle of it per episode this volume. And she was kind enough to bring us a tiny bottle of Writer's Tears, and that is what we have here. And we are preparing a toast as soon as we get our fourth member. We're Thank passable. you. Yeah, these, uh, and these shot glasses were given to me by, by my brothers for Christmas this oh, year. Oh, that's so cool. So thank you, Justin. Thank from, you, Alex. Uh, Puppy Bow Productions? You know, I don't know where they got them. I, I, I would love to give a shout out to whoever they got them from, but I I was just given them, so I don't know. So I will check with them and tweet out their, um, I'm sure, Etsy link, because uh, these are just wonderful and they fill me with so much joy. Well, if they are Puppy Bow, it's P-U-P-P-Y-B-A-O. I had them make me a flask, actually. Oh! It has Gengar on awesome. it, because that's where I keep my spirits. Boo! Or my booze! All right, well... <laughs> Let's get right into it, because I feel like that's enough preamble. Let's talk about 
these episodes. It's the end of this particular volume. <clears throat> and this volume, pardon me, and this volume as a whole has been a little bit, pacing-wise, it's been different. And, you know, the focus on certain characters that we've seen has also been, you know, a, a step in a different direction, especially with all of the girls being separated. I want to know, guys, initial thoughts on this final episode of the season. I liked that we had, just for the volume overall, I liked that we had the parallels to volume one in terms of scale, in terms of pacing, in terms of exposition. Because in volume one, we had a lot to learn about the world and about the school itself. And here we are out in the wider world in three or four different areas of it and have a ton to learn as well. So I was perfectly okay with taking it a little slower, with having a lot more exposition and a lot more character introduction, and with having our final fight be in as far as the world overall be lower stakes it's very high stakes personally because uh jim and randall were not fun people to get along with you're gonna have with. to explain those that no the one names. has context for those, that those are the names of the knuckle of e jim is the one up top and randall's the one down bottom didn't we name them on a previous episode we've just been calling it satan horse but we named it in a reaction. She came up with the names. They are Jim and Randall. All right. Because it's no longer scary if it's Jim and Randall. <laughs> Let's Which be real. I'm all in favor of it being scary. If anybody else has any other suggestions for what the name of the Necklavy should be, please share them in the comments below. <laughs> Satan Horse. <laughs> Satan Horse has been kind of the going. But yeah, so I was okay with having this fight be dramatic and wonderful and very personally important, but not world changing overall. That's those. I I think that that those are some good comments, Mark. Mm -hmm. uh, the final fight was a callback to the top of the season where we saw the, how the team were, how the team of uh, Ranger, uh, however you want to refer to them, <laughs> uh, Junior, I, Orange, Ranger. Ranger I whichever. think Team Ranger is better. Oh, one hundred percent. But uh, we we've seen how they've evolved through. Not too much action, a lot of walking. It was the it was the Lord of the Rings season. Yeah, it was a little bit. Of, yeah, like, I just found the best name for this. Kratos Serving says, "I prefer lanky and stanky." <laughs> <laughs> for the necklace, yeah. <laughs> Not heckle and jackal. Oh, or I'm keeping Jim and Randall, but lanky and stanky is a beautiful creation. Tweedledee and you. Tweedledum. <laughs> But um, but yeah, it was very Lord of the Rings. It was, and that's why at the top of the season we were talking about like fantasy epics, because um, this was very Lord of the Rings. Like this entire season was all about getting to Haven. Mm -hmm. And again, now that now that we've gotten to Haven, it is almost like you know exhaling a little bit of like, oh, we finally got to where we're going. Like now, what step do we take from here? So, mm -hmm. um, for me, I, I also appreciate the slower pace of the season, the additional exposition for world-building purposes, um, especially with all of the newer characters being introduced with the larger world. Um, as far as... And yeah, I, I was starting to think, I'm like, oh, we're never going to get to Haven because there's just so many obstacles in the way. There are mountains, there are Satan horses. Uh, there's so many things. So actually getting to see Haven at the end of it, it did feel very satisfying actually getting to our destination. Mm -hmm. Yep. All about the journey this season. Um, okay, I, I do want to ask... Let's, let's step back from Haven a little bit. I want to touch in, uh, touch base with the evil egg of evil a little bit. Uh, I don't think I like their physical therapy program. I don't think I approve of it in any way, shape, or form. Um, Just crying yourself to sleep on top of a desiccated <laughs> grim is not really a good way to spend your nights. <laughs> 
especially since the groom disappears halfway through and then you wake up cold on the floor alone like you usually do. I actually (laughs) think he probably feels much better now. Are, Are we... Who are we talking about? She's Tyrion. I oh, was talking sleep, about like what I are we was sleeping? talking about like, I was talking about Cinder initially because I don't oh, I personally yeah. don't think that um starting up training is the best way to heal or whatever sort of evil demon magic Salem has put in her to like make her an ultimate powerful warrior. I feel like it's gonna cost her her soul and or But we're on a timetable. Yeah, there there are things to do. That that sort of training doesn't matter anyway. She's not going to be fighting Grimm, she's going to be fighting people. And people have varying degrees of power, whereas we've seen Grimm, they've got a limit. Like, uh, the... Again, the, she, she's injured and she can slice them in half, no problem. And that doesn't mean she can... Like, and having an illusion in, in, in referencing the Not the same. 12, not no, the not same. at all. And how did, how did they know that Ruby changed costume? People are pointing that out uh, in the spies? chat as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> like Kanye. Shows. I mean, after after Tyrion had his little temper tantrum, maybe he explained. Oh, by the way, but she's she had a this completely cute different. Little, she had this cute little corset <laughs> and this new cape. Um, I love. I you know I hate her, but I love the hood. That style though. That the thi- style. The though. thing about Tyrion though is he knows how much power it would take to kill a Grim, and that wasn't his tantrum. Wasn't about killing it. It was about shout, better. shouting into the pillow. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> like, like I said, falling asleep no on top understands. of a half-desiccated grim is maybe not the way to spend your nights. Hmm. <laughs> um, with uh, uh, First of all, again, props to Josh, because we, we finally got to see what he was talking about in terms of, like, if you thought Tyrion was crazy before, wait till you see him. And I was expecting him to, like, come back swinging um, to attack our heroes. I wasn't expecting this just... Off his rocker temper tantrum. I mean, I figured his last scene would be back with the evil League of Evil because of the whole she'll forgive you, she'll forgive you, running off into the night like Gollum. It's gonna be fine. (laughs) So I'm not surprised that this was his final um, scene in the season. I was very perturbed at how it went down. I, That's some real good VO, y'all. I, I love the performance, but I'm not going to lie. Seeing Tyrion just continually punch a Grimm in the face, I immediately thought of that episode of The Simpsons, where Homer's <laughs> um, dressed up like Krusty the Clown, and he he's beating up that other actor, and oh, it's just yeah. the kids just yelling, Stop it! He's it's already, already dead! dead. Uh, <laughs> I I like how we we watched Tyrion evolve. Yeah. And now he he doesn't have... I I hope that now that his tail is gone, either one, it'll regenerate, or two, for some reason, for science purposes, and we'll just say science, uh, he can now spit the venom from his tail. He can now... Because why so not? he's kind of a sprinkler then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> funky, funky ass sprinkler. All about it. Oh my god. Um, oh my god. Although that being said, it it like um right before he has his temper tantrum though he does beg for forgiveness, um and Salem. She, again, a very interesting leadership style. You know, it's the, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. It's literally the the parental, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Um, and that is what is truly devastating. Although she says something very interesting, and I'm not quite sure how to take it. When, um, after he's begged for forgiveness, she said, the third eye is blinded. Or, like, the third eye has been blinded, or something like Say that. the third eye? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, and she and then she turns to him and she's like, "You disappoint me." So I'm like, "What does that mean? Is she just talking metaphorically, or since she has a giant eye, like as a design on her back, is she talking about like a literal spiritual eye somewhere that she I'm, no longer can see?" I'm kind of going Nort's mythology for this one because, and I am gonna butcher these names. Um, Odin was missing an eye, but he had two ravens. Hunan and Moonan. I, 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 like, I, I mean, I'm that, not that good sounds at this. Right. That sounds right. I, I know how they're spelled, but I cannot say them. Who were basically his sight beyond sight. He could look through their eyes. They're and his so, eye of Thundera. Yeah, and <laughs> so the idea of, oh, yeah, that's okay, Crow is dead, is, oh, well, they've lost their eyes. Oh. This alliance that we've been fighting against has lost their very subtle, able to change form and fly around and see things mostly undetected, eye in the sky. Except he's not dead. Yay! I, I like that interpretation of the line. I think there's. I think that actually sounds really plausible. Mm. And also, um, both crow and raven's symbols resemble eyes. That's true. And so if you put them together, it looks like a set of eyes. And there's some argument as to whether it's the left eye or the last eye. Hmm. I, I, I would so, have to rewatch it again. There there wasn't an option for subtitles. <laughs> yeah. We get a little spoiled watching with subtitles here. So it's like, all right, so Netflix or DVD. We're, we're going to need to do that before we get the transcript. Uh, or YouTube, right? Yeah. Don't they do closed captioning for YouTube? I feel I like they do. Week. They do it for other, other shows. Uncertain. Apparently it's hilarious watching... Uh, it, it's fun watching one of the shows I don't remember. I think also in Eleven Little Roosters they have some stuff in the captions <laughs> where there are some jokes thrown in there. Yeah. I think a lot of uh, a lot of studios do that. That's fun. Mm. Um, okay, so and yeah, that's sort of where we leave the Evil League of Evil. Is that like we uh, until we get to the very end anyway? Um, just kind of Cinder's continuing her training. Tyrion's disappointed mom, but it hasn't been punished. At watching least yet. Cinder watch Tyrion and just quietly regret her life's decisions <laughs> was one of my favorite parts of the episode. Not gonna lie, she's just like, "What did I get myself into here?" Yeah, it's the difference between I Roman. <laughs> it's the difference between somebody who signed up for this program thinking she was going to get a career mentorship uh, versus seeing somebody who signed up for it because they're a religious zealot. Yeah, world's worst internship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't care if I'm getting college credit or not. This sucks. <laughs> what if you get the power of like the maidens, dude? <laughs> <laughs> would, you, I don't know. So, would you take the internship for the power of the maiden? We're getting into a different show. This isn't Million Dollars Bot. This is Ruby. But, dude, not about it. Not about that life. No, not at all. Um, so, yeah, let's let's talk about that Nuklevy fight for a little bit. Um, I, I agree with you. I loved the callback to the beginning of the season. I think that makes for a perfect bookend. Mm-hmm. Episode. I I will say the way they left episode eleven with everyone going, Ren, what is it? What is it? And him just freaking out, and then cutting to very close shots of the Grim, made it look like he was hallucinating it, yeah. like no one else could see. And I know that wasn't the case, and it's going to play better when we watch it through as a movie. But for those few moments and then ending the episode, it was like, are you are you seeing things? Is it actually there? I, what is this editing decision? I thought it was an odd cut. Yeah, Very. for sure. Um, Very. And and I'm I'm assuming it was an animation budget thing because the following episode, you know, we did, you know, for the finale, we got this really great fight and even when we're we're not in the fight later on in the episode, if you're just looking at like characters expressions, they're really great. Like when oh, Ruby yeah. is saying, "We made it, Uncle Crow." Like that is probably some of the most beautiful emotional animation we've seen on that character. Mm-hmm. 
Um, just both Blake and her mom, that the, the ears movement. Yeah, no, again, lots of subtle detail. So I think that cut in particular was probably just like, and, and guys, we are nitpicking. We are nitpicking for sure. Um, it is not really something to complain about all that much. I mean, um, we can sit here and say it's odd. Yeah. Not like, oh, it's terrible. I didn't like it. Not true. It was just kind of one of those things Nerf. where it was like, huh, Nerf, are you there? It <laughs> that was really close to Nerf. That was awesome. Um, and also, pick up That's your... my angry internet voice. It's it's relatively close to shit. Uh, rel- relatively accurate. Um, uh, quick update for anybody watching live or not. Uh, Patrick's plane had some technical malfunctions, and it they got rerouted several times, so he will not be joining us today. Um, uh, unfortunately, oh. the team is not complete today, but he has just landed, know. and he is safe. So uh, make sure tweet uh, at P to the D's. Uh, let him know that you care about him, that you miss him on the show, and hopefully we'll get to see him soon. I am so sorry to hear that. I would more. I will take one for the team, and I will drink his whiskey for him. Plane malfunctions. Are I think we're gonna fight about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> see, we, we're just gonna put a little bit in each one. There we go. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that sounds fair. That's because <laughs> we're not pouring one out over all this technology. No, no, um, no, 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 no. These mics are too expensive, guys. I think my. F- my two favorite things about the fight were uh, Ren being uncharacteristically reckless. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Uh, because that showed how important this was to him and Nora having to bring him down. Another nice little moment and nod back to the flashback. And but, just how utterly traumatized he was by all of this. Like, things that he has not dealt with yet. Not again. Yeah. Um, I even think he said that. Yeah, he said that. He did. He, um, like, and when he was running up to again. the village, it was not again, not again, not again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think probably my favorite um, was just this moment where, you know, he sees, you know, Nora as a young girl again, you know, the way they met. Like, they're having this conversation in the spot where he saved her and gave her the hammer, and it was just parallelism. It was so good. Was, I I don't remember who it was, but somebody commented that it was a very Satoshi Khan thing to do to to blink, uh, seeing her, you know, as her younger self, and then blinking, and it's this, you know, who she's grown up to be right mm-hmm. in front of him. The other thing that I loved is how forward thinking Jean Arc is. Most of these people are turning their weapons into guns. He turned his sword. Into a bigger sword. <laughs> That's next level. I don't he's think he a has gun capabilities. He, he doesn't have a slot for guns. <laughs> he does um, not. So, yeah, I, I really liked his upgrade. Yeah, cool. real quick, before we lose this comment in the chat, uh, apropos of nothing, uh, Becca Deerkin says, Neo has been more or less confirmed for Volume 5, according to the uh, RTX Sydney Ruby panel. Ooh. Uh, pictures or it didn't happen? Someone please get us the exact line. I just wanted there. to throw that out there before we lost it. The stream's out there. This is okay, true. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, speaking of that stream, uh, when you had mentioned the Belladonnas, they had commented about so utilizing <laughs> utilizing both sets of Blake's ears at one point in the future. That's awesome. For what? Who knows? But, um, yeah. Chad is also calling Jean's sword, sword, sword. <laughs> Not unlike the gun guy. It's a sword. That's also so a sword. But we also, we know <laughs> we that. We are in Mighty Magisword's territory here. We do, we do know that they're, bit, they're fans bit. of double names like Ciel Soleil. Sun Sun. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I think Sword Swords. No, Sky is Sky Sun. Sky Sun? Okay. I do kind of like it. I, um, I speak yet. French. I, I like the idea of it being a Magisword. <laughs> that, that makes me happy a little bit. Um, but I, I really liked this moment, too, when he gets Crow to safety and Crow. 
Crow, you know, no dialogue, just takes hold of his hand for a moment. And you don't need any dialogue. Like, you get everything that is happening, emotionally speaking, just from that. And that is good animation, guys. And good good storytelling. You don't have to convey everything through dialogue. Just that one handhold was enough to be like, please protect her. Like, that's all. I'm so, so glad they switched engines. Oh my god, Poser could not have handled any of this. Oh, the, the Nuklevi specifically. Just... The Nuklevi, the very subtle emotions, the some of the movements. Again, back to the cat ears that we didn't get that in the first you three seasons. Talk, just talking so about good. movement. We should talk about how the Nuklevi moves. It Gross. is the coolest thing, guys. I love you that say it that. was Stretch Armstrong from Hell. Yes, that it's it basically Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> like we're watching it going. Okay, it has to have some sort of distance move because there's no way it could have killed people. Look at that thing, helicopter. Okay, then, that's what happened. You know, uh, you and the sonic scream. <laughs> yes, so good. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, but as close as I you, get. You guys have talked about how, like, you know, how much like boss fights a lot of these uh, grim battles are, and this did very much feel like an epic boss fight. It's like a Kingdom Hearts boss fight right here. Yeah, oh, that, less, that's what it reminds me of. Less button mashing and a little bit more strategy being implemented. If it was just the low angle behind everybody, then it would feel like a King of <laughs> Okay, KH3D. <laughs> Without the cute animals. But I love the Nuklevi. I love getting to see it in its full... Not glory, but horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, Glorer. Six to one, half a dozen of the other. I like that. I like that. Glorer. Um, and it just hits... It's Again, it's just such a unique decision in terms of what kind of grim to do. And if this is what we're getting in volume four, when we're only just now getting to see the rest of the world, I am hashtag Glorer. Nice. I was impressed. Malachroma points out, imagine it doing that to a village full of people without aura protecting them from high impact strikes. Yeah, that's a lot of broken ribs and spines right there. Well, and then, yeah, we were impervious to like regular weapons like bows and arrows and things like that. And we were impressed when we were at RTX and saw the preview with the silverback, with the Gorilla mm-hmm. Grim, And that was the tip of the iceberg. It really it was. just was. like, this is amazing. I love this gorilla. Oh, my God. And then we get out here and Jim and Randall show up like, okay, all right, we we're got, done. We got the gorilla. We got the geist. We yeah. got the dragon. And we got the knucklevy. Guys, we got spoiled when it comes to Grimm this season. Mm-hmm. And this is the... Part one of this trilogy, of this Which, middle trilogy. So exciting. It's going to get crazy from did here. Did they say that it was three seasons for this middle part? I d- I'm, assu- I'm assuming it is mm-hmm. in terms of parallelism. I have no idea. Yeah, it's well, no, that's is usually what I'm the, with. Act one and act three are usually the shortest. So. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Because um, uh, there's been no confirmation as to how many seasons they're going to get. And they're no, but didn't we, when we were talking to JJ, didn't he mention he and Monty <gasps> talked about season 14? <laughs> they God. talked about, like, season 9, for yeah. sure. Um, really quickly in the chat, Arlen said this, because I thought, exactly. It's literally sticky hands. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Stick them stuck to the wall, and then you can't peel them off. Yeah, I got hit in the eye with a sticky hand once when I was a kid. So, like, (laughs) traumatized for sure. Uh, Donovan Willett in chat brings up I wonder if the Nuklevi was a unique Grim. And I say, once you have a character model, you use the hell out of that character model. Use those assets. I doubt it. I I fairly doubt it. Yeah, the idea of, like, the scariest thing about this thing is that it's 
one of many that that would be interesting i think and my favorite current exchange in chat is ren's dad was kind of hot followed by he's dead he's dead now i thought you're gonna go with ren's dad as hanzo but uh (laughs) what i think is gonna happen is it it took so much to take this down and any of the other grim down and whenever we get to grimtown Whenever we get to Salem's Keep, a little, little uh, the dragon, dragon con. yeah, a little, yeah. little dragon, dragon con, dragon con. Um, whenever <laughs> we get, to, whenever <laughs> we, we get, get to dragon, to dragon con, con. Uh, Sam's gonna be like, "Yo, what up?" and s- s- just spawn tons of them, and they're like, "Well, it took four of us to take one down." Boom! <laughs> oh Super no, dope. I'm this expecting was a good Jamie game, everyone. Randall, and I'm expecting the water dragon, and I'm expecting more Kevins, and I'm like, they get there, it's gonna be a boss run. Salem, <laughs> more Kevins. <laughs> <laughs> It's been an honor serving with you all. <laughs> it's just, it's, um, I am fully expecting a boss run to be part of them showing up in hell. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, so, and yeah, just ultimately this uh, this fight is the closure that Ren needs to finally be able to move on from his past. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was really, really great. Any other comments on this fight and on the uh, the development that we get between Ren and Nora? Um, if you want to hear from the uh, the Nuklevi's uh, mouth uh, about the development between Ren and Nora, you should probably check out our interview with Sam Ireland. Uh, we we recorded it yesterday. Wonderful human being. Got a chance to sit down with us. We talked about uh, Ruby most of the time, but we also talked about Camp Camp. We talked about Day 5. A lot of pro- projects that she's working on personally. Uh, it was just awesome talking with her. And it's unlike our usual interviews where it's like, I can't say. It was like, yeah. oh, it's over. I can finally talk about this stuff. I can stuff. finally talk yeah. about how so, great this is. Absolutely awesome. Make sure to check it out. But I would, it, I was, my initial reaction was, the internet's going to freak out. Like, that was, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy that it wasn't something like, Come here, you. It was subtle. It was something small. It was something cute, and yeah. and just an acknowledgement, and not ne- and hopefully it's not like season one. They're like ho- like skipping and holding hands as they're uh, on their way to see the wizard. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Oscar. Maybe, Oscar. Ma- maybe he'll he'll finally get that haircut from Ruby Chibi. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. That'll be great. Oh yes, Patrick thoughts? is watching live. Hi, mm. friends. Hi, Patrick. Patrice. <laughs> Patrick, let the live chat know how you feel about this uh, the the season finale and about yeah, the necklace. If you can pop into the live chat, talk with us, dude. We want your opinions. Yeah, this development was pitch perfect for them. Yeah, it was it was a wonderful it was a wonderful beat to end the season on for sure. Yes. All right, and uh, actually getting backstory. And I don't know if we're ever going to get Nora's "Where did you come from and why are you here?" Very small child backstory, but I think I can live without it. I would. I disagree. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die if uh, I don't see it. Um, but <laughs> we, cannot live without it. We do it. have other things to talk about, but really quickly, I want to talk to you guys about iTunes. I got Folks, it. Thank you so, so much for everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you. And it's the best way to let our producers know you guys like the show that we're putting on, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show if you do. Such hey. as uh, this wonderful new review that we got from Philomori on February 4th. Always insightful and entertaining. Aww, the Ruby aww. After Show is a blast. When they have guests, it's amazing, and when and they're always good interviewers. When they don't have guests, 
They're amazing and a blast to listen to. Thank you so Aww. much for, for watching. Thank you to everybody who left a new review this season. You guys are so great. It's mm-hmm. the best. You are good people and, and people say nice things about you. <laughs> okay. That was the only one we got. Okay. Also, this please week. continue to leave the reviews. And if you leave one in a store, in an iTunes store that is not the American iTunes store, or if you leave it in the podcast feature of Google Play, please screen cap that, throw it in the hashtag. We do want to see those. Okay. Now we got a, we got a, we got a lot to get through and not a lot of time left. Yang, she I love the paint job she gave herself for, yes. for the new arm and the new gauntlet. It makes me so happy that she's going and that she got to say goodbye to her dad and as opposed to just leaving without a note. Um, question, she going to see Ruby? She going to see Raven? Which Raven. one? I think Ruby. She she took a right at the fork that said to Mistral. It looked like she was going to Mistral, but they didn't actually show which ambiguity. Way. They didn't actually show us where she I, was going. I agree with you. It's though. Just, I the, you're in Mistral. trouble when I find you. Pan up to the sign. But the the shot implied like it without breaking the, the fourth wall. The shot implied that she was going to. The yeah, road. the composition of the shot indicated that she went to Mistral. What pissed me off the most is that she was on a boat. The same boat <laughs> that took Blake and I went, she found her. Oh, she's in trouble. But then we got to the sign. I was like, oh, okay, never uh, mind. That was my knee-jerk reaction, too. Oh, she went to Menage. Nope. No. <laughs> Although, it was nice to see those two again. Um, uh, definitely, for sure. And it's, I'm sure at one point he walked up to Yang as well, because he's like, oh, people traveling alone are so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> probably talked his ear off. And then the, the crew pulls out all their weapons, like, ready for whatever is going to come next. <laughs> I just I just need the two of them sitting somewhere and drinking and exchanging stories. Oh, that would be so great. Um so yeah, let's talk about Blake. Uh and and she finally explains to Sun why she she chose to leave and it's because she blames herself for the the suffering that her friends have undergone. And I want to know what did you guys think of his response because I thought it was perfect. He's a nice I, boy. Yes, that is that was a perfect response. And it's it's applicable to real life, y'all. Real life morals. You you cannot choose your importance in other people's lives. You just can't. Yeah. 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 Uh still hot, not as useless. <laughs> it was probably yeah. But let's be real, arguably. the name's gonna stick. Oh sure. <laughs> it it was the sweetest thing he's ever said and done. Um and again it was very it was great for her development too. Um, you know, for somebody who has a very skewed sense of self worth, it was really nice that she was finally able to forgive herself uh with his help. And her parents are just the cutest things. <laughs> I love them both. So much. I, I don't I, have words for how we, much I like Gira and Kali. They are wonderful. I yeah, I think they're great. Um, and I really like that Blake has decided she's going to stop running away, and that her next step is taking back the White Fang. That's a lot for two people to As do. The yeah, daughter that's of a lot. its well, the daughter of its original leader. That, but under new management. <laughs> Still holds some it, sway. It means taking on Adam Torres head on. And possibly but, Shere Khan. But here's the... Th- well, because yeah, he's the current leader. He's the current leader, but Adam's planning a coup. So it's like, is he planning on killing Shere Khan? Is that, is that sort of the situation that we've got going on here? Maybe. Um, another question. If she does have to take on Adam head on, if peace is going to be the symbol of the White Fang henceforth, how can she take back its power with violence? That's a super hypocritical thing. They never said they were going to take it back with violence. They just said we're taking it back. We're taking it back, but 
I imagine that all of the violent people are going to want it to be the way it is. So how do you take back a violent organization without the use of violence? I feel like you just don't start the violence. One of those don't start the fight, end it. They didn't start the fire. (laughs) It was always always burning burning since the world's been turning. I've never heard that before. uh, Of course not. (laughs) Steve, I swear to goodness. But, um... (laughs) Uh, I you, I Steve. think if anything, there's going she's gonna they're gonna put a message out into the into the world like hey the rear white fang is coming back to take down the this violent thing and either they're gonna use her father's influence to find old members to come back but I think she's gonna build a movement as well. I like that. So let's uh, let's move on back to Atlas. Also, Sienna Khan, Shere Khan. Sienna Khan. Well, he's basically based on Shere Khan. Let's be real. Um, but yeah, let's move on over to Atlas, uh, where Weiss is making her escape. I personally wouldn't have chosen heels to make an escape in, or at least walk down the carpet in the middle of the floor. But I mean, she did. Oh my God! God. Wear flats. Uh, I did want to. I did want to pose this question because she basically, with Klein's help, she basically uh, bribes a guard to take her off to go see Winter after locking Ironwood and her father in his office. Uh, <laughs> now kiss. Which I'm not. I'm not a fan of what Ironwood thinks is the solution, which is closing off Atlas's borders. I'm very concerned, Ironwood. We need to have a discussion about this because I still like him. Who's gonna pay for it? Sorry. <laughs> But seven minutes in political. But I wanted health. I wanted to ask the table if you guys were making an escape from the Schnee Manor, how would you do it? Not in heels. Oh, I, I thought if if how would we do a better escape than Weiss? Yeah. The, the easiest thing, if I was Weiss, I would put glyphs under my feet so that I'd be quiet. If I, <laughs> so if I wanted to make the fashion choice of high heels, at least it would be damn quiet. <laughs> or use the gravity ones to get you up to the roof and whatever. There, there you go. I would. Oh. I feel like recruiting Klein and then uh, having him help is the best way to go about it. And someone commented in our reaction video that Whitley calling Klein and making him do whatever at O-Dark 30 gave him an alibi. Yeah. Well, I was helping Master Whitley at that time. I didn't know anything. And then I was immediately called to go and help um, Jacques, whatever his name is. <laughs> Master's... <laughs> Master yep. Jacques. The master yep. of the house so to he... open a door. The Jack <laughs> Master. you'd think that Ironwood would just be able to punch a hole in like the adjacent wall and be like, oh, don't worry, guys, I got it. He broke his desk already. We just see a fist <laughs> through the door, and when the door opens, he's shirtless and half iron. Here's he's Johnny! Yeah. Like Colossus in the X-Men game. Nice. I'm just imagining pulling out part of the middle. Here's Johnny. Exactly. I don't object to any of this. Uh, <laughs> either Get on it, Fed. Our community. Please do. <laughs> um, but for me, I I would have wrecked some stuff if I was. I wouldn't have taken the graceful way out. You know, she she was very quiet and she was very 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 subtle in her escape. And I would have taken documents. I would have wrecked some stuff. I would have thrown myself. I would have summoned the knight. And then I would have wrecked some stuff. That would, and then Batman? I would. Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine that knight. that summon is just sitting in her room. Waiting. <laughs> just, what, just like no. on the bed, just like. <laughs> no, just like standing waiting. there at attention, waiting for the next poor asshole to open the but door. But more importantly, I would have tried to get my hands on important, incriminating documents, and then been like, "Boom! It's time to hold my family accountable." 
I mean, I feel like there's nothing she can do, and so the objective is to get out of. Oh Dodge yeah, no, first. it's it's more important that she escaped. But yeah. I would have thrown myself a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a party on my way out, <laughs> so to speak. I always hated that picture. Down. <laughs> I still have to wonder where mom is. Drunk, drunk, still drinking in the garden. No, passed out, drunk at Aww. this point. It's the middle of the night, guys. Either that or she's, yeah, just at the bar 24-7 and doesn't Mommy sleep. needs a refill. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, we are, I feel like that sort of does it for these two episodes. <laughs> Patrick says every good escape should involve a grappling hook. Yes! Grappling, <laughs> grappling hook! Uh, highlights from volume four, guys. Weiss. Oh. Weiss. Just her arc in general. Like, I, I, not not to say that she's sort of been one note, but it's been it's been slowly building, and the animation here, more subtlety in in eyes and voice and everything. Kara put a hell of a performance into this character, oh, yeah, and and it brought her up to a level of like mastery when it she she became a keyblade master this season um <laughs> she, she got her mark of mastery and but yeah i loved weiss this season and her armor yeah <laughs> um she got her summon yes more kingdom <laughs> by 2.8 today your local game stop anyway um 1.5 2.5 coming soon uh, three never but uh nope <laughs> uh regardless uh always uh always nora for forever, Nora. Oh. But the the entire show has just gone to a completely different level. I find it people who are just looking for something to complain about are like, "What the fights weren't as cool, and this was like you. the show has reached a different echelon. It's yeah. a completely different type of show now. We got to change with it." But this. Congratulations to the crew and everybody who worked on this show. Absolutely. I was randomly thinking about Volume 2 earlier, and it made me very sad. I was like, oh, it's so different. Indigo Leader pointed out, we didn't talk about Watson Lionheart, and we didn't talk about Crow and Oscar. We didn't. We uh, hit we, those. Let's, let's hit those really quickly. Um, I was kind of expecting Hazel to be on the train, um, sitting awkwardly next to Oscar. Just, just watching. Or, or he walks up with a crappy mustache like, drink, sir. <laughs> Watts already beating them to Lionheart. Lionheart being described as something of a coward, and we know something is building from the other side of the fourth wall. We know the White Fang is going to go after this academy, and Lionheart is not a strong-hearted individual, and he's already got one of the evil League of Eagle, Evil there going, hey, yeah, friend. Putting, putting his feet on the little tea, like right next to the little tea set that Ozpin gave him. He's just like but so the, disrespectful. The, that is the Aaron Burr, I own the place pose. Yeah. It's the, but also saying Salem says you're very hospitable. Yeah. So that, that, yeah. that implies even more relation. Ten bucks says he's a lion bonus. Uh, I mean, maybe, but. Well, I, yeah, that's what I'm uh, Now with. we got a, since we've got King Richard, mm -hmm. I'm so stoked to see the the character from the one on one fights that flashed through at the end of season three. Rewatched that recently. Who is Robin Hood? Show up. Oh. I'm excited that we're finally that we're that we're probably going to be getting Robin Hood next season. Oh. Yes, yes, please. I I would like to think that since we have Glinda Goodwitch, we have uh, the Cowardly Lion, we have the Tin Man, and we have Crow. You know who's. I guess the scarecrow. I would love it if the other, if one of the other headmasters was Dorothy. I think. That oh, would I be think fantastic. that's the one in uh, Haven. Maybe I don't know or Vacuo, one of those. Vacuo, that's yes. Uh, what well, well, hasn't it been determined that Taiyang was the Cowardly Lion? Th that well, that's was fan we theory. Okay. That's what we thought, but Lionheart 
being somewhat of a coward and a and a headmaster, I feel like we can assume that he is the cowardly one. Which and is we weird. knew that I. That but yeah, I don't know what that makes Tai Tai Yang now. But but also Lionheart Whoever being he a wants. moniker for King Richard. Yeah. So that I think it could. I have go no either idea. Way. Or both. I have no idea. Um. Yeah. And that. Who's to say? I. I feel like Ruby can be both Dorothy and Little Red Riding, Riding Hood. But I would love if one of the headmasters was uh, Dorothy as well. Oh, I. I yes. But, but yeah, that in my we life. we have Oscar meeting Crow, who luckily recovered and getting his cane back. I love feeling that moment of. I'm getting to it. Shut Just up, like I'm without the VO, he does look crazy. He looks absolutely insane. I love it. <laughs> um, Just when did they have this conversation of? By the way, if I die, I'm probably going to reincarnate into someone else. So if they show up, it's me. Yeah, for sure. It's okay. Oscar uh, walks in, going, "Yo, it me." <laughs> That's me. Volume 4 highlight, um, definitely the Nucklevy. It hit all of my favorite horror movie buttons. Unique character design. uh, Strikes terror into the hearts of men. It makes me so happy. That scared the blue and white hell out of me. And that's one of the reasons why it made me so happy. I know! (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bad person. We have video proof of that. All right, guys. I feel like it's just about time to wrap up. Guys, let us raise a glass to Ruby Volume 4 and the Ruby crew, you guys. And to, of course... And to the fans. To, to every, y'all. All yeah. of the guests that joined us this season. For sure. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you to everybody. Uh, cheers. Okay. Cheers. Mm. Katie, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? Ooh, the bar. <laughs> I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on all of the social medias and on YouTube at Kiaje, that is K-I-A-X-E-T, if you want to watch Megan and I react to these episodes, the uh, reaction video for the final episode goes up on Saturday because of the week delay. Um, later tonight, we have a special guest on Voltron that's 9 o'clock. You should join us. Uh, Arrow is on Wednesdays, and Rebels is coming back next Sunday. Mark? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donick. You can find all of us at ABTV Rooster Team. Make sure to head, head to our YouTube channel, uh, ABTV Rooster Team, there. Uh, notice these all blind box figures. My wife and I decided to buy an entire case of the blind boxes. Uh, yeah. They're so um, cute. She need I not she didn't want, she needed the Zwy one. So I was like, <laughs> you know what? We got a whole box. Let's figure this out. There is a pattern to them. If you're looking for a particular character, head over to ABTV Rooster Team on YouTube. Watch it because I made a little graphs and stuff so you can find <laughs> what character they are um, and keep we got Red vs. Blue coming back in the spring and maybe some other stuff. Who knows? Make sure to follow us on Twitter at ABTV Rooster Team. That's where you'll get all of our updates. Also the interview with Sam Ireland. Go check that out. Go check that out. She's got so many cool projects coming up. Uh, don't forget to follow Patrick at P to the D's on Twitter and check out his podcast Pixel by Pixel. I'm Megan. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz and write articles for the movie chick. That's Chick with two K's. Be sure to check those out. Thank you so much everybody this season. We will see you all soon. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Dust The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 